T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Ah, what we say, little earth, wind, and fire, good for your soul, baby. Little earth, wind, and fire. Hey, listen, we can all use a little soul food in our life. And Joe, I thought this might be the song that might be playing on on Saturday. Do you want to know why? Because I tell my kids all the time, this is my my funeral song. Play this. I don't want people. God, I don't want people feeling bad about it. I want people to feel good about the life that I've lived. And this, right? This. Kind of is a, That's depressing. It is, but it's not because the song puts you in a good mood. Good for your soul. That's what I was saying. I thought, Thank you, Sean. Don't call me Seth. You're welcome. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Thank you. Yeah. He, you're a special, special guest today. We should and just he wanted have this to honor as a you. rejoin for every segment, I think. <laughs> Especially the fact that you're alive is yes. big. I mean, yes. it definitely beats the alternative. Yeah, exactly. That is true. You want to talk a little hockey? We can talk whatever you want to talk, sir. Let's go to the Penguins. Let's go to the trade deadline. Let's go to this West Coast trip. I'm starting to wonder if the worst thing they can do is is convince Kyle Dubas not to break them up. They won two games where I didn't think they played well. Since the day he spoke and said, all right, I think I owe it to these guys to give them till the trade deadline. Why? They're 2-0. and they could easily split this road trip, then come home and beat Columbus and Washington. And then the deadline, that just doing that would make them 6 and 2. And would would might convince him to either stand pat or add to the team. I think that's the worst thing that can happen. Exactly. We talked about this. You just talked about this with the Steelers, didn't you? You're in, you're in purgatory. Yes. In the middle, in the middle. And, and listen, I, 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 I know I get it. If you get in the playoffs, you have a shot. No, you don't. They're not good enough to get it. So here's my thing. If they're going to get to the trade deadline and decide that we're going to continue moving forward, right? Yeah. Then they need to add. 
and I don't know that they have really that many pieces they can add, and they don't have salary cap space. They, so if you're going to do that, you're going to have to add because you're not good enough as you are to make a run in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So, wow, wonderful. You slop together enough points that you're able to get to the eighth wild, you know, the, the final wild card spot or whatever. Who cares? My thing is, <clears throat> what are you going to do to make your team better moving forward? Moving forward in the short term? In the, in the, like the, next in the season? Next four, in the next three seasons. Yeah. Are we I gonna, agree. Are we, two years from now, are we going to be saying, well, you know, Malkin and Latang and, and, and Crosby, they give you a chance. We got to keep them together. I feel like that's going to happen like 40 years from now. I, I just, I, I don't understand this mentality. And my thing is this, you know, I said, if you, if you know, before, right, these last six games, right, they played six games, five of them at home. And I said, they need to get out of those six games, they need to get at least nine, if not ten points. They got seven. Yeah, it's not enough. Right the, the, now. So, I, I know they have games in hand here, but but the Red Wings have won five in a row. The Lightning seem to be a little bit back on track. Their best bet might be catching the Flyers, but that also means the Devils and Capitals are right in front of you. I think their best bet is catching the Flyers, by the way. Right. And the especially, Islanders just Especially moved with the Flyers goalie situation right now. Would you trade Tristan Jari? I, I mean, what, what what is the goal of that, I guess? Well, for me, it would be in a goalie-starved league. I think you would you would get a premium price for him because he's still young. Right. He's, he's good, and he is signed at a reasonable price. For, he's like, for a number of years, it's like a – he's like at the perfect height of his powers right now in terms of trade value. Perfect. I get that, but isn't having a goalie in place – at a really good price for the next five or six years, make it easier to build around the goalie. That's the other side my, of it. My, yeah, my that's the other is, side of it my, for my sure. My thing is, let's. I mean, let's rip the bandaid. But off they that. have a young guy. They have a young guy in Wilkesbury. Right. Bloomquist. Okay. So maybe you get by for a year. Maybe he's ready next year. I don't know. People talk about him like he's eleven. He's going to be twenty-three. Okay. Maybe he's ready. Maybe Jari's your best trade piece. But if, the bandaid again. If he's your tra- trade piece. And you, you're going to make your team better for the future, you know, by getting some younger guys or prospects or even a pick or whatever. That's good. Here's my thing. Until you move on from the core, you, you're, there's no changing you're going to do to this roster. You just can't, There's not a lot of flexibility. That's the problem. you got so many contracts you cannot move. Well, you have to try, and now's the time. Right. But, who, who was in yesterday? Oh, Bob. Remember how cranky Bob was yesterday, Sean? I wasn't here, but I'll take your word for it. Yeah, he was. Here's Bob's takes yesterday. He hated the waste management open, too rowdy. He hates court storming, too rowdy. And he hates mock drafts. So we're going to have a segment next Monday called Get Off Bob's Lawn. Yeah, that's good. I mean, again, I, I'm not a big fan of mock drafts before the combine is even over, but <laughs> I like them, uh, I think they're fun. But I will say, I love the the waste management open, but I, I, I will say this. I just think, I mean, we, we, we talk about this all the time, but as long as you have those three guys, and four now, four with Carlson, right? You've got Carlson and the other three. As long as you've got those four contracts 
and those four guys at the top of your roster and your team built around those four, how much different can you make your team? Well, I say a lot. But you'd have to be willing to move on from Jari, from Gensel, maybe from Rust, Rust or Pedersen. Yeah, right. Or Pedersen. And then the, the older guys, you, you trade them, Riley Smith, Lars Eller, people like that. You pray that somebody will take Ryan Graves off your hands. So you're basically There's a saying chance to it, transform what you got going on and maybe do a soft rebuild where you come back next year with some younger, legit NHL players, some prospects that are ready to come in and but, do but, that. This, to me, the problem isn't the, the those three core guys, although Malkin is a problem right, right now. right. Um, it's it's everything. It's building with thirty somethings around them, right? Like let's get younger guys in building with them. Is and and I think that's the other thing. If you you if you could do that, I would listen to it. If you could do that, but I just don't know that there's enough flexibility around the four guys. I know the contracts are a problem. I think Rust has a full no movement. I know Carlson does. But, you know, those are like college coaching contracts. Thing, they're, yeah. they're meant to be broken, right. right? My thing with Carlson is you don't have any emotional, long-term, whatever ties to him. Right? right? Yeah. So my thing with that is, and, and really that deal, it actually did what you wanted it to do, which was get rid of a bunch of bad contracts. Right. So to me – I'd be willing to make to take a little bit less to move them. Right? Would yeah. you be willing to take just a little bit less than maybe you think is valuable? Oh, is? a lot less. Yeah. Be- because the cap space is the other thing. Right. Like, exactly. like you're not just getting first round picks, which in hockey, especially in the second half of the first round, are are sometimes useless for the near future. You're freeing a ton of cap space and you have a whole off season to revamp your roster. A whole off season. To sign people. Right. What if you can get rid of uh, Raquel and Riley Smith? That's $10 million. Lars Eller, now we're up to $12 million. I know you're going to be taking some salary back. I get that. You somehow get rid of Ryan Graves, that's four point five. Carlson, that's $10. Uh, Jari, that's five three. Maybe Maybe you can get Nadelkovich to sign for, you know, a reasonable deal coming back. You can put him with the kid. Or you just you survive for a year in gold. Teams do it all the time. I don't think Vegas thought they were winning, winning the, 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 the cup last year with the goalie who won them the cup. You just survive for a year. Right. But you free up tons of money. You bring in a wave of youth in the form of draft pick, prospects, r- good young players. I mean, Gensel, that's where I start with a return for Gensel, is give me a good young NHL player. That's where we start on the return. Right. Then we can talk about draft pick or prospect. You but, know what I mean? But again, if you're going to trade them, you're going to have to trade them in the next week and a half or whatever. Yeah. So that means, you know, what if they do go six and two, like you said? I know. And it very well could happen. That's although, the although without Russ, well, they're going to lose probably to Vancouver and Edmonton, but they can win the other two games, Calgary and Seattle. They've already won two games against mediocre teams, right. and they can win two more against mediocre teams in Columbus and yeah, Washington. Yeah. And then you're sitting at six and two, and Dubas is saying, "All right, you guys proved it. Let's add some players, or at least I won't break you up." If they don't add, though, they're way, they're they're kidding themselves. If they don't add, they're kidding. At themselves. that point, right. at that point, if he determines that they've shown him enough, then he almost has to add, right? Right. 
instead of just standing. But, you, the worst thing you do is stand pat. But how do you add? That's the question. How do you add? They have they don't have a lot of flexibility to add. That's Maybe again with the goalie. Maybe you ride Nadelkovich down the stretch, and some of you get find some veteran out there, and you bring back a, a, some a real player for Jari. Maybe that's that's where you would do it, I guess. Uh, I'm just I'm looking at all their contracts, and I just don't see. <clears throat> I mean, you look at Russ's contract. How are you moving that? Well, he has a no movement clause, so you would try to entice him if you wanted to move him by saying you want to go somewhere and win a cup. I mean, it might depend on the spot, and he would have to waive it. Right. And he would also know at that point, wow, they don't really want me here, do they? So that would factor into your thinking, maybe, if you had a no movement clause. I mean, Latang. But that's actually a decent contract, right? Five million for five the next million. three years. Yeah, until twenty twenty-seven. What, what is it? One, four years. Four years. Same thing with Latang. Six point one. I mean, twenty twenty-seven. Do you really want to be paying Chris Latang six point one million dollars? Well, him. There's just no choice. I'm just Malkin's the one I'd love for them to try to find a way around here because this is this is alarming. His his demise, isn't it? Right, it is, but the thing about him is he's only signed through 25. 26, right? 25, 26? Yeah, well, yeah, 25, 26. So two more years of him. Two more years with him, and then you can be free of him. I'd move him to wing long before that happens. But anyway, the core three, they're going to be here. Why is there a core four? Why is Carlson in the core four? Who, Who when, when did he get in? Because he's a Hall of Famer. Would you try to trade him? Absolutely, I would. I don't know. I was trying to. I think he has a no movement clause, though. I'm pretty he does. sure he does. He has full. It's yeah, full no I, I movement. I think he has a full movement. So but I would go to him and I'd say, listen, we're going to send you to a contender. And then I find a contender that wants him and use that old Buddy Ryan line. Take a six-pack, and it doesn't even have to be cold. Yeah, because you have all that money. You get to free up the – listen, we, we got rid of all the bad contracts when we traded for them, right? We, we got rid of a bunch of contracts people say we'll never be able to get rid of. Right. And we got them. Didn't work out. Now we want the $11.5 million or whatever it is back. 412 Paul Zeiss, in for the entire day, in for the entire week, survived a near-death experience <laughs> on Friday, and here he is, live and in the flesh. Four tickets to the 2024 Pittsburgh Home and Garden Show at the David L. Lawrence Convention Center, March 8th through the 17th. Caller number three to our dear friend Sean Don't Call Me Seth Myers. Again, that's 928-9370. Fan Twitter brought to you by South Hills Kia and Peters Township. Visit them at southhillskia.net. Text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. And the time right now is 1119. Time to call Shenderovich, Shenderovich and Fishman. Why pay 40% when you can pay 25%? Call 888-98-TWINS. Did Skeens pitch today? Do we know? He didn't pitch yet. Are you saying is he scheduled is to pitch? Is he scheduled to pitch today? Uh, I'll investigate that. Somebody just got hammered for the Pirates in that game for the second straight day. They're, they're getting hammered here. It's, Not that I, it matters that much. I think it's a replay of yesterday's game, Joe. Oh, 
Well, that's why. <laughs> that's why he's <laughs> just so you know. I just uh, I'm pretty sure that's a replay of yesterday's game. That explains it. Yeah. That's why. Well, we're going to see Termar Johnson. I, I predict we're going to see Termar Johnson hit a homer they play, in his next uh, at bat. They play the Braves today. The Pirates. When is Skeens going to pitch? That's what I want to know. All right. Let's if talk. you're a real degenerate, you can get the Pirates on the money line, minus 135. <laughs> Do we know who's on the mound? It doesn't say. That's the beauty. Yeah, I look for starting pitchers. There's nothing listed. I want to go to Bradenton again. I went with Colony and Mulsey a few years ago. Is that the famous Colony snoring thing? No, that was in Dallas. Oh. That tape is still somewhere in there. Uh, does does Horse still have a file in there, Sean? Yes, he does. I don't have one, but he look, has one. Look under Colony Snoring, and we may get that. That was at the Super Bowl in Dallas. I got paired with Jim Colony in a hotel room. And he, I don't know if he has a deviated septum or what his problem is, Paul, but he uh, <laughs> he snored like like it was a chainsaw, like it was... It was something that needed immediate medical attention. I don't know how he slept for the whole night. So I walked over there and taped it just so he could hear it and maybe get himself some help. We'll get that eventually. You were, you were very, very nice. That's good. Yeah. I Just trying to help. Time, by the way, brought to you by Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman. Why pay 40% when you can pay 25%? Call 888-98-TWINS. I want to tell you about Gina G and Petro. And I'm going to do that right now. You and so many others have heard me bring up Gina's name, how well-known she is, and her clients and all their testimonies, like Mary. Mary says Gina and her team are the best she's ever worked with. She just sold her home in the North Hills to move to another state. Gina's marketing plan brought so much attention to Mary's home. That was the key. She got offers right away, says the GM Petro team made the whole process really easy. Managed everything seamlessly. Now she's recommending Gina and her team to everyone she knows. Gina will sit down with you, agree on a price and a deadline. Deadline passes, home isn't sold. Gina will have it bought and turned into a rental. You can't lose. Call the only agent I would trust if I needed to sell my home in Pittsburgh. Gina Giampetro of Remax Select Realty. Call Gina, 724-602-9752. Google Giampetro of Remax Select Realty and look up GinaWillSellYourHome.com. That's Gino will sell your home. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. By the way, Mike Tomlin. Yes. The Barrows general manager, Ryan Pools, is right here being interviewed. He says if, if we decide to draft Caleb Williams, it's not. It would not be. Uh, he doesn't think. It, he thinks it would be not right to trade Justin Fields. Not right. What is, what's that supposed to mean? It would be re- <clears throat> ridiculous to have both on the same well, that, team. No, that's it? what he's saying. He's saying if <clears throat> if they draft a quarterback, they're going to trade Justin. Fields. Oh, okay. I misunderstood that. And yeah, I, it, it, I apologize it's, it's, it's to him worded, and you. It's worded really weird. Well. What do you think they will do? What do you think they should do? <clears throat> the Bears with Justin Fields and those other quarterbacks. Right, fire their coaching staff, bring in a new coaching staff, and see if they what they have in Justin Fields. But I would trade him for reasons you a, said I'm, earlier. I'm not a big fan of Caleb Williams. That's my problem. What about Drake May? Not a fan of him either. I, I would think I would take a shot at the kid from LSU, but if you pick him first – you get absolutely lambasted. Well, here's the thing. You're going to have to pay Justin Fields. That's the problem. Right. You're three years in and you don't really know about him. And now you have this golden is, chance. Right. So do you take the chance or do you keep Fields knowing you're going to have to pay him? I would have fired the coaching staff. Me too. And I would have brought in a new coaching staff, an offensive coaching staff, you know, a really good offensive coaching staff, and said, let's see what happens. Well, let's bring in the general who was kind enough to call. Paul brought up this story earlier. Hockey cards found in Western Canada, uh, unopened. Uh, they, a family turned an unopened case of hockey cards into a multi-million dollar profit. Over the, I'm just reading from the story. Over the past month, serious hockey card collectors were in a bidding war on the Heritage Auctions website for an unopened case of 1979-80 OPG hockey cards that this family found in their basement. The winning bid came in at 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 3.7 US money or more than 5 million Canadian. This is unbelievable. General, welcome aboard. Paul, why don't you conduct this? You were the one uh, who brought this up. Have you ever met the general? Uh, Gentlemen, good morning. Good morning. In fact, there's people on the text line, Joe, that are surmising that the reason it took us so long to get in touch with him it's because he was finishing uh, moving the money around because he's the one that bought <laughs> the, 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 the $3.7 million box. First of all, the Opeachy hockey cards, is that is that something that we should be familiar with? Is that Are they uh, real rare or something? Great question. <clears throat> Topps owned Opeachy. It was a bilingual reproduction of a Topps card. So Topps is manufactured, in obviously, in the United States. In order to service the Canadian market, which is huge in Quebec, the cards are bilingual. So they're printed on a little bit different stock, but it's the exact same picture. For example, Mario has a Topps rookie card and a Peachy rookie card. Because Quebec is a smaller market than the whole United States, even though hockey's bigger there than here, Topps produces probably 20 to 1 the amount of Topps cards as they did a Peachy. So that being said, it's a much, much more rare card. 
By general, of course, I mean Jeff Patton from the baseball card castle in Cranberry. And before Paul resumes, talk to me like I'm eight. I, I just, I don't understand any of this. What has happened here? What, why is this? What did these people find? And why are other people so interested in it? And I admit I'm not very smart. I just don't understand any of these card stories that pop up. No, you're smarter than you think. And this actually goes back to your original articles you wrote during COVID. Just imagine going back to the convenience store when you were eight years old and buying a pack of cards. Every pack that's opened is one less that's sealed. I know that seems elementary, but they're all getting opened, right? So the treasure here is how many of those could be left still in their form. Additionally, 1979-80 is Gretzky's first card. So it's, it's the card going all the way back to Bobby Orr. Bobby Orr's rookie was in 1965. After Bobby Orr, it's, it's Gretzky. That's the best card that's in the market now. So these cards remained. Someone somewhere put a case of these things away, probably forgot about them. That's before people were thinking about investing. And, man, if you were investing at that point, you were really shrewd because a box would have been about $12 a box at the time. And talk about a good investment. Or somebody put it away and just cashed in. Are so they the positive a Gretzky rookie card is in one of these unopened packs? And it, is, is the allure to have the packs and open them and discover it? Well, so there's layers here. There's a pack, <laughs> then there's a box, then there's a case. So, like, your convenience store opened up a box and there'd be 48 packs in there. Somewhere in there probably is a Gretzky card. But when you get the entire box, there's a good chance when you get the entire case, you're going to get multiples. And here's where the exponential dynamic comes into play. When you started writing articles about the Luka Doncic cards that were going for $4 million during COVID, what someone who's paying for that card, that product, is thinking is those are going to be in gradable condition because no human hands has ever touched them. They've been inside of that packaging since 1979 when they were produced and immediately put into the boxes. So someone somewhere is hoping that those cards are in impeccable condition. Now, there's one other dynamic from a retail component without getting too deep into the weeds. It's easier to sell something when there's 48 packs. People might take a chance and say, oh, I'll pay 500 bucks for one shot to get a Gretzky. So when you're, when you're selling those by the box, it, it adds up exponentially. It'd be like the Pirates give you a discount for buying a season ticket. They're cheaper than if you bought 181 individual tickets. That's well, the component. Well, the thing is, it's interesting if you read the story, the people that are buying these are not likely to open them because they they believe the value is in them not being opened. Right. So people ask me this question all the time, Mr. Zeiss, and they say, should I keep this closed? And my line is always this. You can always open it later. You can never put it back together. Right? So even if you're after the hunt, you could always <laughs> open it. 10 years from now, but you can't, once you open it, you can't put it back together. All right, I'm eight years old again. How, <laughs> how do they find... Uh, what? <laughs> what, what? So when do we find out if the Gretzky card is there, or do they want to resell it unopened? Is that why so they bought what, it? There could be either. There are people that... Um, I know someone who sold a bunch of cards to a Major League Baseball owner. He spent... It's, it's not important which one it is, but he wanted the thrill of opening boxes from the 1960s. And he paid thousands of dollars just to be back in his childhood to open up packs from 1968. And look, oh, look, there's a Clemente. There's a Willie Mays. There is that angle. People are collectors. 
because you got to understand people that are paying that much, they're under the assumption that those cards are going to be in perfect condition because no human hands has ever touched them. That's the allure. Truthfully, unless you it's, – it's like every premise of gambling, right? Everybody – they don't build $2 billion casinos and pay cash because everybody's winning. I mean, if you're opening <laughs> those packs – but you're never going to see the if if I if I if I did this if I bought if I if I bought this what is it a box or case well, if this, I bought this, this case, case. of mm -hmm. hockey cards for for five million dollars mm -hmm. I would have bought it to open them and see the Gretzky card for the thrill of it or to resell it what why would I why would I buy them and then not open them because I wanted uh, to make even more correct. Yeah, I'm okay. going to say that someone's buying that like they would buy gold bullion, right? Like you put an ounce of gold in your safe, and you don't get any intrinsic value out of it other than you're saying it's going to be worth more someday. Do you understand that, this, yeah, Paul? Yeah, so basically what you're saying is the people that bought this are probably not card collectors, per se. They're probably investors. Some combination thereof, I would say. Yeah. Correct. Because I, Nobody uh, invests uh, in this stuff that doesn't have some allure to the hobby itself because there has to be a draw to it in order for you to put that kind of money into this investment vehicle because it's not quite as liquid. It's more liquid than it was 10 years ago because of the internet. But the liquidity is not the same when, when you can call your broker, Joe, and just say, hey, sell off 200 shares. I need some cash. It, yeah. There is liquidity because of the internet, but not quite like a regular traditional investment vehicle. I, I, I'm still, I still go back to Joe's question, though. At some point, doesn't somebody somewhere have to verify there's actually Gretzky cards in this? No, the the case would be sealed. I mean, it's been inspected. They they've never been opened. They're in there. They're in there. I have a dumb question. Anything that's been sitting around in somebody's basement or attic since 1979, even if it's mm -hmm. even if it's sealed, there's chances it could be damaged somehow or not in mint condition, right? It, yeah, you, the the first I always smell things, right? Because I can tell whether what part of the house they were stored in. Because cardboard has this tendency to suck water, and um, it, it must have been stored somewhere on the first floor. Typically, the best place would be above where your wife hangs your shirts, that cool, dry place that's in your closet. Um, there there are horror stories, though. I bought a box of 1982 OPG a couple of years ago. There's a piece of gum in every single pack. Sometimes the gum, if it, if the box was stored in extreme heat, the gum would have liquefied at some point oh. and created an oil that leaks onto the card. That would make you sick. It's another reason to keep the case closed, right, is to perpetuate what might be in there. Sometimes what might be in there, it, it would be akin to um, rebuilding a baseball team, and sometimes the prospects are more fun because they haven't done anything yet. Sometimes the allure is more valuable than the actual concept. All right, General. So clearly, the, that Gretzky card is the holy grail of hockey. Is there a holy grail in all of sports right now? What's the most expensive oh, card that yeah. everybody wants? Oh, yeah, there is. And actually, it's sort of, um, there's a line of demarcation. There's, to me, the holy grail connotates vintage, like old, the Hannes Wagner T206. But there are new holy grails because there's so many young kids that are into this. And the more liquid things are current players. Like, there's more action on the guys that are playing now because there's more of a stock market connotation. Yeah. Whereas the, the vintage stuff would be like buying a savings bond. And the modern stuff would be like buying a, a stock because it's actually interactive. So when the player continues to have a great day or 
does something crazy. You wouldn't believe how many people lost their shirts on Wander Franco's charges, right? Like, because now who wants to buy that product? So there are different things. That's to me why it's two separate conversations. Mickey Mantle's never going to do anything to besmirch the value of his cards. Well, that's the thing. So, like, when when Wayne Gretzky, you know, God, you know, hopefully it's a long, long time from now, but when he were to, say, pass away, mm-hmm. what that would probably do wonders for the value of this. I mean, they could probably get even more for this box, right, than the 3.7. Ironically, that has very little to do. It creates a spark initially because while they're running all of the montages in regards to the guy's career, people go – Here's a good example. When the last dance came out, even though it didn't have anything, thankfully, to do with Jordan's demise, people said, oh, man, I should get a Jordan rookie. I knew I wanted to get that. So when all the media coverage, the 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 passing away connotation is more prevalent vis-a-vis autographs because they can't sign anymore. With a card or piece of memorabilia, they can continue to produce those things. Um, so it really is more relevant in regards to an autograph than it is the card. But you're on the right track because it does create a spark for people. Because the other part of it that would be, what if these people got Wayne Gretzky to sign the, the box? It, it's a creative idea. I'm just wondering, would that add or, or would, it, mm-hmm. would it subtract? It would add, in my mind, a lot of people would say it would subtract. Um, I would just, when you're spending $5 million, don't do anything to risk the, the downside risk is greater than the upside reward. His autograph's worth a few hundred bucks, which is cool. I wouldn't play with it. So I'd put, I'd put it inside of a safe and leave it there. So what is the most valuable sports card on the planet right now? Who? Who is it? That The Hannes Wagner T206 tobacco card still seems to be the one that brings the most money. They go for, depending on the quality, and they're not even great because – there's only 40 to 50 known to exist. Interestingly, most of them reside here because he was Carnegie. And the legend was he hated tobacco and he recalled the cards. I think that may be an urban myth. A lot of it had to do with him not getting remunerated for that. But he got possession of a lot of those cards. So a lot of them are around Western Pennsylvania. But there's only like 40 known to exist. And once someone has enough money to put that in their collection, it probably isn't coming out. Thank you, General, for taking oh, the time welcome. today. That was fascinating. No I'm, uh, I'm trying uh, to absorb it all. Yeah, that, that. Thank you so much. That was that actually explained a lot. So, is he? Is he? Is he gone? I think he's gone. Uh, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Joe. Have you ever watched Pawn Stars? Yes. I watch it religiously. Yeah. Watch it hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. And that's why he wasn't really speaking a completely a foreign language to me, because I've seen a lot of these situations like for instance when someone has one of these like holy grail pokemon cards yeah and it's not, and it's either still in the box right or whatever for some reason it's worth more video games that have never been you don't even know if the you don't even know if the, you know what i mean like it's like you have the box that's sealed of some video game that is like some way outlier that's worth you right know, the hundreds of thousands of dollars. I mean, how do they know that someone didn't just put like a, a, a disc that isn't actually the game and it's just basically a sealed box? I, but I, you're buying you're buying the idea as a collector. You're buying the idea right, that as you, an have investment. This, you have this holy grail 
mm-hmm. that nobody else has or whatever. So yeah. it makes sense to me. It actually does make sense why, if you're an investor, you wouldn't want to break up the box. You yeah, know? that makes sense. I do get like that. Like, how part. much is the rookie? How much is the? Did he say how much the actual rookie card is worth? No, not that I heard. Did you hear that, Sean? I don't. I don't think um, so. Me, My question is, if it's a case, how many cards potentially are you getting? Ten thousand. Well, he said multiple 10, Gretzkys. What's so wrong with the Gretzky? I'm wondering, are you getting ten of them? Are you getting a hundred of them? Well, there's ten thousand five hundred cards in that big case, and they estimate that you're probably going to have between twenty and twenty-five Gretzkys. I thought some of my cards would be valuable, even though they were nicked up. I had a Wilt Chamberlain San Diego Conquistadors card. I had those Harlem Globetrotter cards. (laughs) They were all messed up. And I took them to a card dealer, and he's like, no, most of these are reprints, or they're not the original, whatever they are. And they're also in, okay. in horrible shape. You can get cards graded now. And so they'll say, yes. this is a 10, this is a 9, things of that nature. And that changes the value drastically. So here it goes. Yeah. Here it goes. In this one that I looked up, it's graded at 9.5. This Wayne Gretzky rookie card, Okapichi or whatever the hell it is. OPG or whatever the hell, right? It's graded at 9.5, which means it's pretty much almost perfect. Yeah. How much do you think it is is retailing for? Five hundred thousand? No. I'm gonna guess way less than that. Yeah, way less than that. Ten thousand? Two hundred thousand. Jeez. Two hundred thousand. But here's the interesting thing. There's ones that are graded like a two, here's a two, here's a one point something. So they're not graded nearly as as high. This one, I mean you can get this one that's graded as a two, you can get it for twelve hundred bucks. We well, should invest in this. But my, my point is here, so what I'm trying to say is if you assume that these are all in mint condition because they've never been opened and never been, you know, if you assume that, let's say you could get 200,000 for it times 20. What's 200,000 times 20? 4 million. Let's do it. I'm just saying that's 4 million. I know. They paid 3.7. Now it makes sense. I don't think the general spoke to this, but my understanding is that even if it's been untouched, it's not guaranteed to be a nine and a half or a ten. No, it's not. I think a lot of it sometimes it's just how it comes off the printer. Well, there's that, but there's also there's no other scratches, there's no other fingerprints, there's no other, you know, there's no other damage. There's no, the corners are still perfect. I mean, there's a lot of that kind of stuff. My point is, you he just he the one thing he did say is you assume that if it's never been touched and never seen air, you assume that it's going to be in pristine condition you know it's the same thing with um comic books which is why comic books that have never been unsealed or opened you know even though you don't know what the inside the pages i mean the pages could be all running and you assume if it's never been opened and if all the corners are correct and everything else it's going to be graded higher and it's going to be worth more money so but my thing is so 48 boxes i think is what this comes out to right I don't know. I law I I blacked out I in the middle of four, him I think talking. It's, it's a case uh cardboard we'll get uh 48 packs 10,700 cards. So 48 packs. Right? Which means you have a 1 in 2 chance. A 1 in 2 chance of getting 
assuming there's 24 Gretzky cards, you could make a game out of it and say $200,000 a pack. I'm lost again. I'm saying if you were the, if you were the investor and you wanted to try and really make cash in quickly from collectors. Right. You get $200,000 a pack. <laughs> I get that part of it. Right. Yeah. And if if you if you sell 48 packs, what is that going to come out to? It's got to be what, 8 9 million bucks. Enough to feed Ron Beer habit for one <laughs> exactly. year. Exactly. Can I tell you a secret? Go ahead. You said that you monitor the food out here. You're in a seat now where you can see because yeah. all the food goes on our yeah. little uh, ledge there right outside the window. You would notice walking by, you would you have like a habit of shutting all the donut boxes, yeah. the pizza boxes. Do you know who would open them? Who? Ron. Why? To see you come back and shut them again. So he was just doing that to mess with me. <laughs> Exactly, uh -huh. yes. And then we would watch you come back and shut the ball. Right. Every single time. But this was fun or something? It was fun. It was kind of fun. Because sometimes it would happen within seconds. Because I have OCD? You think do this you is have, it, do, is that, do you have? I'm a, I, apparently I do. That's what everyone around here tells me. I was like, no, I just don't like food that's sitting around. That's, that, you know, like, like if you don't get that food that right now, you know what I mean? If you don't get that in the first 10 minutes because there's no covers on it. Yeah. I call that trough eating, right? <laughs> That's how you get botulism. <laughs> Seriously, like I wouldn't touch that now. It's been out, it's been sitting out for you know forty minutes. You got to get in the first ten minutes that that food over there. My my thing with the you know, and here and maybe this is where it stems from. Okay, so I used to do the night show here, right? Six oh, o'clock. That's when you, the the food right? looks like. So I'd come in. Six o'clock, need a little pick-me-up. Hey, there's some donuts sitting here. And then I'd pick it up. It'd be like a hockey puck. Right. Or, you know, I would come walking in and there would be, you know, they, they had like meatballs or something. There'd be three meatballs left and they'd be like uh, uh, stuck to the bottom of the plate. I <laughs> With could, a cigarette right, butt. You know what I'm saying? At the, 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 the bottom of the, the – it's like, what are these pigs – all day long. What do they do here? They're like vultures. You know, and then, and then of course, there's all the debris in front, you know, because we can't just scoop it off and put it on a plate. People like, it's like their last meal or something. If so they, they don't do it, it in, a, in a hurry, it'll get taken away. Exactly. Yeah. So there's food all over the place. There's sauces all over the, 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 the counter there and this and that. I just say, so when I started working during the day, I said, I'm going to be a part of the solution. And preserve Not it. Not the problem. Yeah. And hopefully people will learn from me that if you put the lids back on, close the boxes back up, right? Don't act like it's your last meal that you, you know, or, or, or that it's your first meal in three weeks, which some people do, right? Like there's days when I, you know, and, and I'm obviously right down the hallway here, all the food is here, but everyone had to walk past my studio over there. There would be people that were running, pushing people over to getting first in line for the pizzas. And, and you like, never suspected Ron was the guy, did you? No, I just thought it was his pigs. Yeah, well. Because when I would come in at 6 o'clock, I would always find food that was opened, food that was stale, right? Food that was hard, sauces that had crystallized and started growing bacterias, right? <laughs> 
Yes. I mean, it's a, it's just one of those things where I I just assumed it was everybody. But like I said, if you don't cover food, like after about 10, 15 minutes, I'm done with it. Believe me, I know. It's like that's the kind of stuff you, I think you about. Get, you get, I'm, I'm telling you, that's how you end up with botulism. Coming up, Jay Caulfield, top of the hour. Let's ask him about some of these Penguins trade candidates, about the game tonight in Vancouver against his buddy Rick Tockett. All kinds of things to talk about. Larry Richard is once again hosting the Feed the Need variety show to raise funds for our Giant Eagle Feed the Need radiothon. This Friday night, Oaks Theater in Oakmont, 7.30 p.m. Performances from Kiki, from myself, from Alista and Bubba. Tickets available now at 937thefan.com. All proceeds going to the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank. And you can donate now because the Giant Eagle Feed the Need to Benefit Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank is Tuesday, March 26th. But it's always happening, really, uh, the, the need for it and your ability to help out. So you can donate now at 937thefan.com or text NEED, N-E-E-D, to 50155. Brought to you by Pittsburgh Regional Transit, Wiggle Whiskey, Hampton, Hampton Beer Outlet, Bill Few Associates Wealth Management, and Spitzer Toyota. Parents are telling Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank they're skipping meals so their kids can eat. 50-minute mark on the fan. Brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Jeep Dodge Route 19 in Peters Township. Celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. And the hotline presented by Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing and HVAC provider for over 50 years. So, yes, let's talk to Jay Caulfield. I have some great uh, mailbag questions for Paul coming up. A lot of Steeler quarterback-related stuff, as you might imagine. The weather has taken a turn for the worse. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Check out special financing for qualified buyers on new Silverado 1500 trucks. Warm but rainy and a high of 61. All right. I've told you about my feet, my poor little feet. That's what I used to think about them. The joints of my big toes, painful whenever I would try to exert myself in a sport, exercise, even walking after a golf ball, that's what would flare up. Everybody seems to have something different. Might be plastic. Uh, how do you say this again? Oh, plantar fasciitis. I should have should have listened to the old Cubs manager talking about that. Needles in your heel. Maybe pain and burning in the balls of your feet. It's discouraging when you want to try a new program, things like that, exercise, whatever. That's the best word I can think of, discouraging, to have foot pain. Yeah, yeah maybe I don't want to do this. Forget it. Don't forget it. Try the Good Feet Store. It's worked for me. It could work for you. They have an arch support system, customized, designed to provide pain relief, balance, comfort. Goes into your shoes. You don't need special shoes. And I immediately started feeling like pain wasn't shooting through the joints of my big toes. It felt like it was more, the, the impact was more dispersed through the arch system. Worked for me. Can work for you. Robinson Town Center across from Ikea. Cranberry Township on Route 19 next to Walgreens. Uh, Morgantown in the Suncrest Town Center. Or you can check them out at goodfeet.com. Come on in and try the Good Feet feeling today. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.